2: Welcome to Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, F.P. Santangelo, Jr. Russell Jackman will be with us shortly. Vern is off today. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Now, this time, uh, remember last time we had uh, uh, football and movies? Yeah. Uh, he said, wait a minute. Some of those questions, they weren't like football movies, okay? So this one is more football movies, but I think it is a little bit more geared toward really football in the movies not so much like fast times at ridgemont high where there was a yeah. football player okay all right and uh, when we come back we've got a few things to go over D- different sports a little bit of tennis some golf uh baseball memorabilia a uh, little bit of football I want to talk about uh the jimmy garoppolo situation and also uh, how much the uh, various teams are worth and anything else that you want to cover there my friend We'll get to it when we get to it. we <laughs> okay, we we'll get to it, we we'll get to it, yeah. So we, our, our intro is like just kind of a, an intro as to what we're going to be talking about next time. Yeah. All right, so this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments currently yielding, get this, 7%, 8% or 9%. You get to pick your choice. Now, obviously, if you want to pick 9%, you got to invest a million dollars, but you got to check them out at pacificprivatemoney.com to learn more. You can earn 9% in today's market. Which is kind of crazy because even though inflation's up and interest rates are up, I don't think the banks have raised their interest on their CDs much, have they? No, I think the highest I heard was three percent. Yep. you know, now you won't you won't remember this because you weren't born, but uh, when I was nineteen or twenty, uh, you could get in a bank a bank money market account sixteen percent. Wow, is that crazy? Yeah, uh, but the uh, prime rate was 20 and three quarters percent so anyway uh, that's a little bit of uh, interesting banking for us all right stay with us you're listening to Sports Econ 101 don't touch that bell. we'll be right back
0: Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to tahoelakeshorelodge.com. Attention
3: business coaches or those looking to be a business coach. Imagine finding your annual $12,000 to $50,000 coaching fees before you started coaching your new clients. Darren Stenbold is a marketing strategist and has a proprietary process where he can find any small business owner $100,000 in 45 minutes without spending a dollar on marketing or advertising. If you're looking for a proven system to follow for your coaching, access to proprietary profit acceleration software, DFI Group Coaching, Coaching software and high end step by step training. This is for you. Accepted, hardworking candidates can expect to earn over $200,000 in their first 12 months if successful. Go to www.impelcoach.com to learn more. The coaching industry is a $100 billion industry offering high net profits, massive opportunity for growth, and the freedom to work the hours you want from where you want. Go to www.impelcoach.com today. That's impelcoach.com.
4: Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top ten hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way as the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal inspired escape featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with F.P.
2: Santangelo, Jr. I know that Russell will join us pretty soon. Uh, F.P., first, we'll start off with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. What's going on with that situation? All right, so kind of
5: a shocker for a lot of people, but Jimmy Garoppolo, I can't even say his name at this point, Jimmy Garoppolo. Restructured his contract and signed back with the San Francisco 49ers to so everybody's surprise to a one-year deal. So this deal uh, can go up to $16 million if all the bonuses hit, but he's only guaranteed $6.5 million. He'll be the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting because if he wins a lot of games, a lot of these bonuses will, will start hitting. So
2: now if he, wins, if he wins or if it's just the team wins. If he wins. So if he starts
5: the game and he He wins the game, game. he starts getting a lot more money. So there's a lot of uh, incentive-laden things in in this contract. So it's very team-friendly. It's actually very friendly from Jimmy Garoppolo's standpoint, too, because if you think about it, he'd probably get cut. He'd probably go to a team. He'd make less money. He would just be in a weird limbo situation. He'd have to learn a new playbook. But now he's going to be on a potentially winning team. It's a great safety net for Kyle Shanahan. And there's just like a lot of potential there for even Jimmy Garoppolo to kind of overstep Trey Lance eventually. If Trey Lance really just doesn't pop these first three weeks in the NFL. So I think this is a great for the 49ers. And it's a great thing for the for the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah,
2: or if Trey gets hurt, maybe. Who's their their, uh, I guess their third string quarterback? Who would that be?
5: um i think it's nate sedfield if i remember correctly okay okay. that's fine
2: um yeah and again you know trey didn't really get enough uh time on his feet to really kind of show what he's got you know he's a young kid you know that happens yeah I i mean everyone's i think i'm trying to remember i think you know like john elway i think when he came out he just tore it up i mean he he knew he just boom he's got right in there and did did well um yeah I wonder how Jimmy would feel or how he feels about being you know a backup quarterback now versus you know first well
5: I guarantee you it's kind of like a cat just like kind of prowling back in the bush like (laughs) ready to jump on a prey. because this guy is probably telling himself listen I've been to a Super Bowl and I was just in the NFC championship last year and I was banged up doing it there's no reason why I shouldn't be the starter here I'm gonna let this kid do his thing but He knows he's going to feel the pressure behind him. Uh, I'm ready to pounce on that job. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic, though. Let's think about at work. okay? let's say you have an an office job, say that you're in sales, say you're an accountant. Mm -hmm. And there's a there's a young guy in front of you that got the start. Right. And you're like, what the heck? This guy got the project. This guy got the big, uh, big sale. Mm -hmm. All right, whatever. I'm just going to wait in the bushes and wait till he messes up. And then he messes up and you jump him and you knew you're going to jump him the entire time. So it, like, it it's so weird if you think about sports in just like a regular sense, right? Like uh, this young guy comes in, takes yeah. my job, but I've been doing well. But I've been doing well. So, um,
2: well, you know, apparently he was very uh, welcoming of Trey Lance.
5: Yeah, no, and so they actually really have you. a very professional relationship. They're helping each other. You know, iron sharpens iron, and that's what I love about the NFL. There's an understanding that when you're going in, like, hey, I'm trying to
2: beat you and kick your butt. <laughs> right?
5: But at the same time, I'm going to respect you as my competitor, and we're going to be friends
2: about it. Sort of like uh, Brian Piccolo and uh, Gail Sayers, uh, a little bit, you know. Yeah, you know, I really know.
5: wish there was more of that just yeah. in, in business culture, really, because if you think about it, if like you, you were still friends, but you're still competing, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that that could happen, right? Like at the end of the day, when we're, you know, when we're in the lines per se like we're in the office or you know we're competing like during work yeah. hours and then after we could just be friends and exactly. i feel like you can do but, that
2: by you're the really way I, I didn't know that you were a biblical scholar what do you mean biblical scholar uh, iron sharpens iron oh yeah it's yes. actually from the bible <laughs> it is
5: from really the bible yeah it is <laughs> well, thank wait, you it, for reminding me i'm having my first cup of coffee that's right.
2: right yeah you're gonna start performing weddings pretty soon that's <laughs> really, <yeah>. yep <laughs> All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, actually, let's let's get into the memorabilia. So, holy smokes! I mean, ho- okay. So, Hannes Wagner's card was always the granddaddy of them all, and yep. that sold for seven point two five million, I think, some or time earlier this year. Uh, but for whatever reason, Mickey Mantle's nineteen fifty two. That uh, I guess that was his, his rookie year. Sold for twelve point six million, and apparently it was in like mint or near mint condition.
5: Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean. If you think about it from an investor standpoint now, it's almost kind of smart to go in on sports memorabilia for two reasons. One, it will make you some money if you sit on it for a long time and you keep it in mint condition. Yeah. Two, you know how cool it is to have the boys over and show them all your cool <laughs> collection of things and stuff? Yeah, I have I, a, I,
2: I, I do have a Hannes Wagner T9, T106 or whatever it's called. Of course, it's Not exactly an original. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a replicate, but it looks exactly like
5: it. I'll tell you what. I've seen the original before. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Somebody brought it to the baseball field, and it's it's probably not even the size of your index finger. Yeah. It's it's so, so, so tiny, like half the size of your index finger. I was so underwhelmed by the card. It was in bulletproof glass because it's worth millions of dollars, of course. And I was just like, what? You gotta think about about it. It was in the back of a cigarette yeah. uh, container, and that's yeah. where the card came, in. that's where baseball cards used to come in in the back of cigarette containers.
2: Yeah, old old judges, uh, I think was the name of the of the pack. And so a couple of stories I heard. One was he was anti smoking, and then and so he yeah. basically forced you know that out. And the other part was he also said, "Hey, wait, you didn't have my permission, you know, from no. a trademark standpoint." Uh, and so apparently there were only six of them known in the in the world. And then yeah. you know at the time, and then I guess you know, one I did see the one in the Hall of Thing, which is again pretty cool just because you yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing because it's really it's a cartoon drawing, really. You know? It is, it's nothing spectacular,
5: yeah. but I think like you said, it's like the Mona Lisa, right? There's nothing spectacular about it, but it's been stolen a bunch of
2: times. Yeah,
5: that's variety.
2: You know, that's the funny thing is that the Mona Lisa is, you know, it's not that big a painting.
5: Yeah, exactly. So it's like the story that goes with the art. Like, he wasn't a smoker. He didn't approve of it. He was upset that these were out there. Yeah. So then the collectors were like, ooh, this is a great story. So it's pretty interesting from that standpoint. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, like, how LeBron stuff is going to sell by the time he's, like, you know, he's retired and he's not yeah. doing anything anymore. And he's really,
2: like... But, again, it's a, it's a supply side, too. I mean, I, I've got... I mean, I, I remember... Unfortunately, I bought a bunch. I had a bunch of old, not old. I mean, from the '60s, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, baseball cards. They started going up in value, but then around 1984, '85 is when Topps and Fleer and Donruss started just flooding the market. Yep. Oh, unfortunately, like this <laughs> one guy who was really into this stuff, convinced me to buy. Like, I mean, I have, I have 50 canseco rookie cards yeah and and there came a point where they were only worth maybe a dollar a piece you know same thing with mark mcguire you know now interestingly enough there's a guy down the street here who has a sports memorabilia shop and i went in there one time and he was looking on the on the internet um and there was a christy matthewson card but it was a little bit beat up but uh it was only going to cost a hundred dollars and i said i'll buy it for a hundred and he goes well it's already taken
5: uh like
2: oh man I like, I don't care if it's beaten up that's you know Christy Mathewson you know
5: So we have three sports memorabilia in the Santangelo family that's in wills because it's so big I have a Barry Bonds signed baseball bat that he hit a home run with
2: okay.
5: I have a Mickey Mantle signed baseball or our family does and then our family has the last out ever recorded at Candlestick Park Really Yeah and I was the bat boy for that game in 1999
2: oh, cool. yeah. I mean, I guess you have to somehow Authenticated that you know someone has to authenticate that this really was the baseball for that. Yeah. We're going to cut to our first uh, commercial break here, and I remember this movie as a football movie. Now this is 1968, so unfortunately, you know, I know so that was before you were born. Uh, which 1968 film described Alan Alda's attempt? Do you remember Alan Alda from the TV show Match? Nope. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so that that was literally the most watched tv show in history was the final the finale of, of mash literally i think it was like 83 million people watching on tv or something ridiculous okay so uh, alan alda play attempts to write an article for sports illustrating by posing as quarterback all right okay what movie are we talking about that's our trivia question stay with us 14th 101 i'll be right back <laughs>
1: Car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744.
4: How is your car payment treating you?
1: welcome
2: back to sports econ 101 one more time edward brown here along with fp santangelo jr not sure where russell is but i uh, he said he's gonna be late but that's okay he'll join us when he joins us all right, first trivia question, football movies, which 1968 film, I didn't realize it was from 68, but a uh, film described Alan Alda's attempt to write an article for Sports Illustrated by posing as a quarterback? Now, uh, if you know it or you don't know it? I would not know it. Uh, okay, so uh, I believe he played George Plimpton. You ever heard of George Plimpton? He's no. one of these writers who kind of tried to infiltrate, if I remember correctly, he infiltrated various sports as like hey i'm a quarterback or hey i'm a catcher or whatever and, oh, wow. and, and so he'd be doing writing and uh it, so um alan alda uh attempted to be quarterback for the lions and in the, the movie is called paper lion and if okay. i'm not mistaken i think alex Karras, uh the hall of fame linebacker i think for uh, uh or the front four for uh for the lions that guy was a beast in fact yep. he if you ever watch an old uh, Odd Couple TV show, Alex Carr gets on there one time, and he's, he's kind of a scary, kind of a scary guy. He ended up being like a, a comedian on a show later on, but big scary, like a Dick Butkus type of guy, right? Okay. He was before Dick Butkus, and uh, in, in the TV show in the Odd Couple, he's talking to the the young lady who's uh, the sports caster's secretary, and he says, "I hit a guy so hard one time, I knocked his tattoos off." Yeah. Just, it gets all scared. You know? <laughs> all okay. right. All right, my friend, you were looking up uh, some stats.
5: Well, I was just going to say you, you brought up the TV show that had 80 million views, right? Yeah. So the only thing that eclipses that last year was the NFC Championship yeah. and then the Super Bowl. So gotcha. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, this was
2: more of a TV show rather than a sports thing. You okay. know, a nah, a TV show. But uh,
5: So yeah. going back to ratings, <laughs> what do you think is the number one most watched show? In the u.s last year
2: a rerun a rerun of seinfeld <laughs> no,
5: no oh. on average i'm saying on average uh, so the, it's a
2: reoccurring show a reoccurring show
5: yeah and the average viewer i'll give you the average viewer account but what do you think it, what it
2: oh was? is it, it's like one of those uh like not star search don't think hard about it it's a sports thing oh, oh it's a sports thing okay yeah. um sports center
5: nope it's sunday night football 18 million viewers it averaged last really? day, the number one show in America,
2: Sunday. number two,
5: Thursday Night Football on Fox, 15 million, really? and then number three, NCIS, ah. that gets about 10 million viewers per show.
2: Wow, I, okay, so I'm, I'm going to think that the reason that Sunday morning football or afternoon football wasn't as big is Either A, the wives are saying, hey, you're not watching football. We're going to church and going shopping and doing all this other stuff. Or maybe people recorded it and watched it later.
5: Well, I could, I could kind of give you the backside of the story right here because Sunday Night Football is by NBC, right? I work for NBC. Um, they pick the best matchup that they think and then they can actually buy out that game from a market okay. and then they put the best matchup on Sunday night, okay? And they have the best production, they have the best talent in the broadcast booth. They have everything. So they put all their dice and they put all their resources into this game. It's a huge honor to play Sunday night football because, you know, the, all the eyeballs are on there. So yeah. that's why it's big. And then Thursday night football. Yeah. It's really interesting because Thursday night football is now owned by Amazon Prime this year. Oh, that's right. So you can only watch it on Amazon Prime. So it's going to be interesting to see that number fall. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be fifteen point four million viewers That's on me. Amazon Prime. I think you'll get up to like five or ten. But
2: you know, interesting that Sunday Night Football eclipsed Monday Night Football. You, you didn't even mention Monday yeah. Night Football. In, in, yeah, in the, Monday the, in the Night
5: South Football. 30. I'm trying to see here; it doesn't even look like it made it in the top ten. But <laughs> you got stuff like Chicago Fire, Blue Bloods, Young Sheldon, 60 Minutes. But yeah, football one and two, baby.
2: Wow, that that oh, actually yeah. that is. Kind of amazing. Russell, are you joining us now?
5: Yeah. Good morning, guys. Good Sorry morning. It was you?
7: Medical appointment uh, ran long, but still, you know, it's uh, it is fascinating about this uh, uh, football ratings thing, because when you look at the Thursday matchups, they're usually pretty bad. Yeah. You know, I, that, that was one of the things hmm. that I've always felt that like they throw the scrap games you know the the, the, the the Monday night has always been the pristine game. You know, you want yeah. they always go try to get the the classic matchup. You know, like a Dallas. 29ers.
2: Yeah, but, who, who, but but I mean, so, somebody's got to choose. Um, somebody's got to choose, right? It's like the, the television station doesn't say, "Okay, you two teams are going to play on Sunday night." No. Right? I mean, NFL decides who's and and again, I understand. Well, the, they do that flex thing now. They yeah, do they do have flex. flex. So if I'm
5: NBC, I, I, I see that the 49ers are playing well. I see that another team's playing well, and they're about to meet on Sunday, right? So say like the Seahawks and the 49ers, right? Both the teams end up playing well. I don't think the Seahawks are this year, but that's another story. Nope. Anyways, anyways, they're playing well, and then NBC goes, Let's flex that game, let's get it, and let's make it Sunday night football. And the NFL allows it because they know Sunday night football is gonna have the most eyeballs. Yeah. What's interesting about <laughs> Thursday night football that people don't really think about the games aren't good because the guys are banged up. They just yeah. played last Sunday. They have shorter rest time. Yeah. Right. And these guys aren't just at the top. They're like at 70%. So it's like a quick turnaround in the week and you usually don't have the best matchups too. I mean, let me ask you yeah. about, Hold
2: on. Let me ask you about that flex time. So, you know, don't they usually set the season ahead of time uh, do, or do they suddenly go, you know, like, okay, we're three weeks out, but uh, we're going to change the time. Okay, so all you ticket holders who are going to go to that game at 1 o'clock are now going to yep. have to go at 7pm or 6pm?
7: They do. Yep. They do. And you know what? Uh-huh. Fans do it. You know, I mean, especially when it's a Sunday, they've already got the day off. So, True. you know, it's it's not as if they, they... And football has such a priority in people's lives that, you know, if football says it's going to be on it and at four o'clock instead of one o'clock or 10 o'clock, you know, people just nod their head and say, all right, all right. We're, we're, you know, taking, we're turning, you know,
2: lunch into a dinner and we're going yeah. to the game. It's you like know, I at have a t-shirt that said, uh, baseball is life, the rest is just details, go ahead.
5: I can't express enough to you guys, just working in this industry for the past five years, right? Yeah. Football is beyond King, it's not even close, like, The NBA does a great job of having this illusion that everybody cares about the NBA because of social media and this. I do. (laughs) No, no, people do. There's a lot of people that do care about the NBA. I'm talking about hundreds of millions of people, but guys- football it, it, it's not even on the same level like ba- baseball, baseball because of the fact okay. that
7: there's only 17 games yeah. That, that yeah no other sport has such a few number of games so each game is precious and there's that one week build-up to every single you know game that matters you know yeah. and and there isn't that concentrated like build-up and then release like there is with football and yeah.
2: that that creates such wait, a, once a week dynamic for the
5: games. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm telling you, the Cleveland Browns during their 0-18 season had way better ratings than the Golden State Warriors did during the runs. It's just crazy <laughs> when you look at the ratings differences. It's insanity. And every single show leading up to it, like you're saying, Russ, Like if you look at all the ESPN shows, you get together all the Fox shows, all the HBO shows that cover football – they just annihilate everything. It's you know, like think, uh, it's not I even at the same level.
2: I think part of it is, too, it's, it's kind of that warrior spirit. You know, you, you, you sort of this battlefield without you having to yeah. get hurt. And and yet, you know, you can watch grown men, you know, attack each other in such a way. That's yeah, but guys, the other big thing is fantasy.
7: Yeah. Fantasy oh, football yeah. makes you a fan of a team that you would normally not ever watch or care that's about. That's a good point. That's a very good
2: point. Yeah, or yeah. I've yeah. done it
7: myself. I've watched Cleveland against the Jets, but because I have, you know, Michael Carter as a starting running back, I care about what happens with the Jets.
2: You know?
5: Yeah. Normally I wouldn't. You know, and it and- really brings in the traditional or not the like not the diehard fan too. Like you don't have to be a diehard football fan to play fantasy football because it's only, like you said, like 17 games. That's it. Yeah. Like in baseball, it's 162 games. You got to set up lineup. In, yeah. in football or excuse me in the nba it's 82 games well, so when i
2: when i was a kid uh wednesday they would put out the line and on sunday and what we do is we would bet on, uh, my brother and my dad and i if you uh, you could pick any you know any of the teams um basically just do you want the points or do you not want the points just oh yeah very simple right and if you, if you won, you didn't get anything. But if you lost, you had to put a nickel in the kitty. Okay. And at the yeah. end, we'd take all the money and go you know, bowling and ice cream and all that stuff. And so even a little thing like that, I yeah, I'd care about the Jets in Cleveland because like, come on, you got to beat the spread, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely.
7: I mean, office pools are nothing new, you yeah. know? Uh, uh, it's Football lends itself to gambling more than any yeah. other sport. You know,
2: and and I mean, you can and, bet on almost anything in it. too. that's that's what's crazy. Yeah. I mean, one year I did. I, I just again, the guy who got me the baseball cards got me to like, OK, it was for the Super Bowl. And it was when, uh, uh, OK, there were there was uh, L.A. later Raiders against Washington. And it was going to be like, you know, would Riggins get more yards than than anybody? Yep. At the time I thought, yeah, sure, because Dyson going to just keep panning off to him. Well, Marcus Allen had that big run. <laughs> just destroyed the whole thing for me. Right. Okay. You guys ready? We're going to go to our first commercial break, uh, tribu- or second break, uh, trivia question. By the way, Russell, you missed the one where uh, the 1968 film describing Alan Alda's attempt to write an article to Sports Illustrated by posing as a quarterback. Uh, the answer to that was Paper Lion. I don't know if you ever saw the movie.
7: Oh, uh, you know, I but, sort of remember that, but I, I never saw it. About George Plimpton and you know all that? Okay. Oh, here's a, my dad you know was a college, my dad was a uh, college uh, uh, compatriot of, of Plimpton. Oh,
2: okay, there you go. All right, so now here's our second trivia question. This one's a little bit easier. Which club did the subjects of the classic 1971 film Brian's Song play for? All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that down. We'll be right back.
4: Live life at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. Every afternoon we have vino and vinyl wine tasting and on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, once the weather gets a little better, join us for dinner and a movie on site as we've remodeled our location to accommodate our outdoor movie theater. When you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. As a small boutique hotel, there are never large crowds and we offer beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distant space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years MountViewHotel.com Experience the best of California At the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California By the readers of Condé Nast Traveler Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel Leading the way as the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury In downtown Monterey The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit portolahotel.com. That's portolahotel.com.
0: Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Element Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains no added resort fees here call 800-448-4577 or go to tahoe lakeshore mountain
6: mike's pizza in san rafael is open for both takeout and delivery so if you want pizza the way it ought to be call us at 415-454-4300 or go to com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza, or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. Mountain Mike's is the official pizza of the San Francisco 49ers. So call 415-454-4300, or go to Mike-SanRafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sport 101. Edward Brown, F.P. Santangelo Jr., and Russell
2: Jackson here. All right, uh... Second trivia question, which club did the subjects of the classic 1971 film Brian Song play for? And uh, Russ, you said you were embarrassed that you couldn't remember this?
5: Uh, it's the Bears. Isn't
2: the Bears! <laughs> yeah.
7: yeah I, just it's, it up too.
5: I just looked it up because I wanted to see what this movie was about. Guys, I haven't seen this movie, okay. but I've heard of this movie and everybody tells me to see it. It's it's great please.
2: Yeah. We well, were just
5: talking earlier, Russ. You, you just came on a little late. About competition, right, and how iron sharpens iron. This is the perfect yeah. movie about that, right?
2: Yes, yeah, yes, is. actually, yeah. In fact, that's what, that's what we we're thinking about.
7: But um, it also has one of the saddest endings of any movie that's ever been made.
2: True. Oh, spoilers! Okay, oh, oh, yes, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> Come on, it happened in what 1970 or something you know uh, so um, yeah that's right because they, they, it was 1971 they made the movie so yeah, yeah maybe 1970 so yeah so uh, start, hardly a 50 years. spoiler him. alert okay start okay. crying ahead of time when, you, when, the, when the opening credits come on and then you won't have to cry later on yes exactly right. or or have
7: some onions <laughs> available yeah, you know, no, yes your, wife, your girlfriend tell me bye that's right i can say it's it's not the movie it's the onions it's the yes, onions that,
2: that's right exactly i got something in my eye Okay, for the 12th straight year, Forbes has calculated the Cowboys as the most valuable franchise in the NFL, pegging the team's worth at a whopping eight billion dollars. <laughs> the like, stadium helps. Stadium, stadium. Yeah, that's you know what that's true. I think the stadium really does help.
7: Yeah, it's um, big and expensive. It probably amounts for like half of that value right
2: there. But, but you know, interesting, uh, FP was mentioning beforehand that the 49ers are worth $5 billion, And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Montana and Young haven't played for the team for quite a while.
7: No, but that stadium is worth a lot of money.
2: I know, but the, but how much of it, oh, I guess that, oh
7: Levi yeah. Stadium uh, yeah. Is, where, is in Santa Clara and takes up a big part of land and they're gonna tear up uh, 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 yeah. Great America in a couple huh. of years.
5: So, guys, no. I have the top 10 list for you guys of all sports, of all U.S. sports. Okay? Oh, number US one is the Cowboys. Sports. Okay. Yankees. Number two, can Yankees. you guys guess in all sports? Dodgers.
2: Oh, well, Dodgers. Hold on. Okay. So, uh, are you taking out soccer?
5: Yeah, it's just U.S. sports. It's oh, US you know, I, I'd go with
2: Lakers. I'd go with I, the
5: Lakers. I'd say the Yankees. Yankees. Yankees, Yankees is oh. number two at $7 billion. Then, then number three is the Knicks.
2: Wow, really?
5: the New York Knicks at more 6 than the billion. Lakers.
2: That surprises. now do they own Madison Square Garden?
5: Yeah, they do. Okay, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the owner owns Madison Square Garden. And then uh number four, the Golden State Warriors.
2: Oh, nice.
5: okay. at six billion. Number five, L.A. Rams. Number and then the seven.
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, the, the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You talk about yeah. the Oakland
7: A's. The <laughs> Oakland A's.
5: Yeah, I wish. <laughs> maybe if Joe Lacob wants to. Well, that's true. Sure. Go him, ahead. That. Okay, number six, Patriots. Number seven, New York football giants. Number eight, LA Lakers. Number nine, 49ers, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Number 10, the Boston Red Sox.
2: Wow. I, I am shocked that
7: the there. Lakers are all the way at number eight. Yeah, that, that that stuns me.
2: And the Celtics are not in there. That's, that's
7: no. interesting too. Yeah. And no Texas t- teams outside of Dallas.
5: You know what? It's really interesting. For We live in the Bay Area, so we're biased, right? Yeah. The fact that there's two teams in this from the Bay Area and the lack of coverage these teams get for the yeah. most
2: part. Giants. I would say
5: the 49ers get their fair shake of coverage, and the Warriors are starting to finally. because No Giants. A hurry. No Super Giants. No. But nothing for the other teams. It's crazy. This is one of the top sports markets in the world, and they don't get the fair shake of coverage for some reason. I don't know. It's it's so interesting to me. But um, it is what it is. But the Dallas
2: Cowboys number one. Well, wow. okay. Uh, moving on here. So uh, I saw last night. Uh, I was watching the news, and they, uh, you know, we we were talking before about Jokovic not being allowed to play in the U.S. Open. And two questions I have on that is, what do you think that's going to due to, you know, TV ratings, et cetera. It's almost like having a golf tournament without Tiger Woods at the height of his career. I don't think Djokovic is that popular. Well, just the fact that he's number one would make him popular, but- uh, No, that doesn't mean, that doesn't make him popular. One of the sponsors of of the U.S. uh, Open is Moderna. So I wonder how much they kind of put the pressure and said, uh, this guy... They That's don't put kinda... any pressure on him. He no? puts
7: the pressure on himself by not getting the damn shot. What but the hell you can't is can't swear, problem?
2: Russell. Can... That's... On, damn man. Damn is and, not and, uh, swear. Russell, yeah. you, Russell, we're on the FCC. You can't swear. And yeah, you way, can you, say, you, that. I would say that. This. You, not... you, you can okay. say that. Oh.
5: Yeah. You can say that. And I, I have another word you could say that you'd be surprised at, but I won't I won't try to get you no. in trouble because no. I'd take the FCC test to be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not against the FCC to, to say. Damn. Okay,
2: okay. So, so damn. Russell, hold, hold, hold on. So, so what? So here's my advice. Send for, Jesus
7: after me if okay, you're wait, really. Here's, if you're my, really here's up.
2: my here's my advice to Jokovic: is fly down to Mexico and walk through the border, because they're not test, they're not testing anybody. They don't care whether you're vaccinated coming into the country. And
7: I you. hope he gets COVID on the way and then has to go to the hospital. (laughs) What about these people who are getting
2: four vaccinations and get COVID, even the Pfizer CEO? He pisses me off. I'm I'm tired of the Kyrie Irvings. It does nothing, I tell you. I'm tired of
5: the Kyrie Irvings. I will say this. I don't know if you guys listen to this. I was very interested, so I listened to this podcast recently between Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers, okay? Mm -hmm. I went into the podcast Mm -hmm. with an open mind, right? right. These two are notorious for being like anti-vaxxers, this, that. Mm -hmm. To hear Aaron Rodgers' story was very enlightening to me personally Uh, and how unfairly uh, he was treated. He was really, really fairly untreated because he he came to the NFL. He's like, listen, I do have all these allergies. Like, I can go into septic shock if I got this shot. And he was very upfront with the NFL, and he got other immunizations, right, other ways to make sure that he wouldn't pass it on to other people, right? It just wasn't the typical shot, right? He, he had exposure therapy. He did all these different things yeah. to make sure he was covering his bases, but the NFL still painted him to be this pariah. Yeah, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is very enlightening. This is very interesting one day. How are we are going to look back at all these things and what we could have done better and how we could have treated people better. So out of all this stuff, we just don't know what people are going through. And I say like, just have more of an open mind about this and stop painting uh-huh. people so binary into this corner or this corner or they're trying to get people killed or they're not because there's, there's reasons for these things, guys. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't a-holes, right? There are a-holes out there that just want to be selfish, but people are trying to do other things than something that they feel like it's, it's going to hurt them with the vaccine. And it's proven too, that the vaccine is not a hundred percent cure-all it's not. Well, I've gotten I've gotten COVID horribly, and I have three shots.
2: Yeah, there you go. So that, yeah, you know, but you it, might have it, died it,
5: without uh, taking those
2: no, shots. No, no, You know what? I I well, again, Russell and I totally disagree, especially since now the CDC count came out and said, uh, you know what? We kind of had this wrong, and uh, the best immunity is probably just to go get it, get get actually get COVID and get over it.
5: So, yeah, and I'll tell you what. Ever since I got COVID, right. I've been, I've, I've had tons of exposure emails at NBC. I'm not working there anymore, by the way. Okay. But when I was working at NBC, oh. I had tons of exposure emails that would say like, "Hey, you've been directly exposed," blah, 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 and yeah. I would never get sick or I'd never get anything, and I would get tests, and I always get negative tests. So it, it was very interesting to me. Once I got it, I was fine after, yeah. and that's just natural immunization. Exactly. But, yeah. but yeah, I think I think it's okay that this this wave's passed. Thank God, right? Yeah. You know, rest in peace to all those who unfortunately did not make it with us. Sure. But, um, I think it's a, we can learn a lot if we just have an open mind about what happened. It's good point. That's all I, I'm going to
2: say. You're, you're the great mediator.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just important that nothing's nothing's binary in this world. Trust me, Good nothing
2: good, good point. Hey, before we get to our next break, uh, now that the PGA Tour uh, is season is over, uh, a lot of players are expected to jump to the Live Tour, but there's been a little bit of shakeup at the... But what are they doing yeah so right
5: here guys i got this new thing that came out so tiger woods and rory mcelroy came together you know they had that big meeting that we talked about yeah. that they're like we need something to to challenge live tour okay so they talked about a whole bunch of different things but they kind of came up with this new idea that i think is very interesting it's monday night golf matches in stadiums so what they're going to try to do is have these golf matches in a stadium-like scenario where they're going to build stands or alongside right they're going to make a stadium like atmosphere with music scoreboards all this stuff they're going to have the production of like a, a, a football game essentially yeah. or an nba game or mob game and they're going to play golf at night on monday nights and it's going to have all the top talent and these talent are going to be t- compensated for directly for being involved right it's not going to be like if you win you get more money right it's like okay here if you're just in it you're going to get money so it competes yeah. with the live tour so I think this is very interesting. But, but
2: it's not going to be a whole course. It'll be like challenges, like closer to the pin, <clears throat> pin type thing. Or
5: it's it's hard to say right now because it's oh it is a series of eighteen hole matches. Yeah, so it's eighteen hole matches. They're going to be doing it like a, it's almost like an arcade style type of game where it's like huh. al- almost like uh, mini golf with with real golf and how yeah. they're going to dress it up and all this stuff. So. I think this is actually really good for golf. I'm in. I, I want to see what this is going to be like.
2: Be interesting. In uh, years ago, bowling tried to do something called pinpoint, where they would rather than just typical, you know, bowling against each other matches, they would. You'd have to pinpoint specifically, like okay, you try to get seven on this one shot only, and it was kind of interesting. I think it lasted maybe a season, but um, you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, golf's a little bit more popular than bowling anyway. Uh, but you, it reminds me of those commercials where, uh, like Michael Jordan, um, I think versus Larry Bird they, they, there was like a Mountain Dew commercial or something. And it's like, okay, watch this shot off the, off the building top off this office. This. <laughs> you ever seen those ones? Yeah. Those are pretty funny.
5: I, that, I think it would be awesome. I think it would be cool if Tiger Woods came out at halftime at a football game and was just nailing chip shots. You know what I mean? Like just something like that. I would be, I'd be so into that. Yeah. So. I think this is awesome. I think it's cool. I think this is the right step to especially get the younger fans involved. Like dress it up, like get music. You you guys know the the waste management open, right? That one hole, I forget what hole it is, that everybody's around it and they go nuts because it's a par three. And when they sink the shot, everybody throws beer up in the air. It's like a frat party. They go berserk, right? This is what I want for 18 holes, and it looks like we're going to get it on Monday night. So I'm fired up about it. And you're
2: talking know. about only if someone gets a hole in one on a par three. Is yeah, but, but okay. still,
5: if they yeah, they go berserk, but they still, with good shots, they go, yeah, let's go. And then they boo them if they have a bad shot, which is like – this is what I want a golf to always yeah. be. This is awesome. Let's get let's get it going. These yeah, guys as as long as they, they don't do
2: it like while the guy's in the middle of the shot, you know?
5: As long as you, you're
2: respectful. Yeah, okay. if you're respectful of that, like after I mean, because you see people cheer, you know, when, when there's a really good shot. You don't see too can, many. Can I
7: be a devil's advocate here and yeah, and sure. propose something, which is that do you at all think there's a danger of golf being overexposed? And that you have two different
2: uh, you cut in and out there. If you, you have two different what? Uh, you, you're afraid to just give me a contact sport? Because guys can come out for a shot, and then, boom, get you right over
5: the head. Hey, I've been talking about speed golf for a while, where you got to sprint up to your ball, and you got to swing it, no practice swings.
2: Oh, that's kinda, that's actually kind of neat. I, I yeah, I,
5: I would like to see speed golf. But, Russ, I think you cut out.
2: Russ, you cut out. So we're going to cut to our last commercial break, because we're uh, right at about a commercial time here. What is the title of the 1978 film, which was actually a remake, uh, in which a wrongfully killed Los Angeles Rams quarterback comes back to life in the body of a recently murdered millionaire. What's the name of that movie? And I think if I'm not mistaken, Warren Beatty is the main character.
7: Oh, okay, that's the clue I needed. That, that's the that's clue you needed. The...
2: Okay, what is the title of the 1978 film in which a wrongfully killed Los Angeles Rams quarterback comes back to life in the body of a recently murdered millionaire? And if I'm not mistaken, the remake, uh, the, the original was boxing rather than football. Okay, stay with us, com 101, we'll be racked with some closing comments. Don't There's no chance
7: FP was ever, has ever seen this movie, no. I don't think.
1: 855 325 1780. That's 855 325 1780.
6: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. and start increasing your bone density. Call now.
1: 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. 2080
2: welcome back to sports econ 101 last time for today i'm edward brown your host along with fp Santangelo jr and russell jackman third trivia question what is the title of the 1978 film in which a wrongfully killed los angeles rams quarterback comes back to life in the body of a recently murdered millionaire fp you know the answer to this one it's rams rams yeah <laughs> No, Russell already said it. Russell, what's the answer?
7: It's uh, Heaven Can Wait. Heaven um, I Can Wait, thought which about actually that movie. it actually
2: was a pretty good movie. I did a not long see the time. original one, which I think was in the fifties. With um, uh, it had to do with that. That one had to do with boxing, but uh, Warren Beatty. You know what? Though I'm impressed though that the that you got it just from the standpoint of uh, Warren Beatty being in it. I I sort of thought about that film
7: not too long ago, but I hadn't thought about it before that. Like for years and years and years and years and years, they don't even show it on TV very often. But yeah, they, was... they
2: don't. I, I, uh, in fact, I should have, I should have had the, the question. I should have had a, a trivia question from 1967 uh, with the Dirty Dozen because you, Jim Brown is in it. So that's a football movie, right? Yes yeah. so. The Dirty Dozen.
7: He's also oh! in, in Mars Attacks, but we—that's yeah. that's okay. Go
2: no watch the Dirty Dozen. It's got probably ten very famous actors in it.
7: Yeah, it is a good movie. That's a
2: really, really good movie. Okay, guys, so here's our thoughts for the day. There's a new soap opera coming out about airports. It's called Delays of Our Lives.
7: That's pretty much
2: every <laughs> time I got SFO. That is true. Yeah. And how does the moon cut his hair? Eclipse it. Ah. All right. Tune in next week. to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be. I got two for two out of you on that one. <laughs> that that is
7: definitely a dad joke.
2: That is a dad joke. Yeah, but I'm. I'm sorry, Burns, not here. He would have liked us. Okay. Tune in next week. to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be discussing sports topics from the business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. I'm I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week.
7: So long. adios.
2: See you guys.